Hey, hey, Stephanie here with 500 Seconds to Joy, and today is bonus episode day. I'm so excited to have you here for this special episode. Bonus episodes are for when it doesn't fit into my regularly scheduled programming of episodes that are 500 seconds or less, and maybe I have an awesome guest to share with you. Maybe I'm just chatting longer than the usual 500 seconds. At any rate, I'm glad you're here for bonus episode day. Now let's hop into today's show. Hey friends, welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I have a interview for you today in this bonus episode with the lovely, inspiring, and just wise Natalie Hickson, and you may have heard from her before. She was on the podcast last year, and her episode is one of my most downloaded episodes ever. And so that just shows me that us moms need more support and practical tips for dealing with anger and mom life. And so that's what I'm bringing to you today. And we're talking about um, Natalie's story about being just a really angry, even a violent mom when she was um, raising her first daughter, and then how now she is thriving, loving her motherhood, finding joy in it, and learning to just manage the anger that we all struggle with. And so I want to read the verse of the week, and um, this is from Ephesians chapter 4, verse verses 26 and 27. So Ephesians 4 26 and 27. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun set on your anger and do not leave room for the devil. So what does this tell us? Well, it's okay to be angry, but don't let it lead you into sin. And so Natalie Hickson, if you don't know about her yet, so excited that you're hearing from her today. She's a wife, mother, auntie, and certified professional life coach, and she helps discouraged Christian moms overcome destructive anger and burnout. So she learned to process anger in a healthy way, and she really decided, I want to help other moms to do that and to identify their triggers and um, help them control their reactions in those triggering situations because we are often triggered in motherhood, right? So she enjoys her own motherhood journey by hanging out with her husband, Mike, and their three daughters in um, the beautiful state of Montana. And she recharges with Jesus coffee and adventures with her family, like skiing in the winter and hiking in the summer. Sounds great. I love it, Natalie. Um, And so Natalie also has this trigger tracker that she's giving us. She'll talk about it more in the episode. And you can go to nataliehickson.com forward slash 500 seconds. So that's Natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E, Hickson, H-I-X-S-O-N.com forward slash 500 seconds. That's 500 seconds with an S on the end. The link is in the show notes. And definitely connect with Natalie. She has so many resources and just so much encouragement for us moms. She's going to really give us so many practical tips today in this episode about managing your mom, your your anger in your mom life as a mom because it's very specific when you're a mom. It's a specific specific, can I say that word? (laughs) Specific type of anger. Um, And Natalie speaks to it so beautifully and so compassionately. Um, And I just really, really like her and her um, perspective. So go to www.nataliehickson.com. And um, you can also add on 
forward slash blog at the end of that to go to her blog. Um, and then on social, go to pinterest.com forward slash Natalie Hickson. Um, you can also chat with her on social media and, um, yeah, just look at the links in the show notes, but definitely go to, um, nataliehickson.com forward slash 500 seconds for that free resource she has for you. So without further ado, let's hear from Natalie Hickson. Hey, Natalie, welcome back to 500 seconds to joy. I'm excited to chat with you today. We're talking about finding joy in motherhood when you struggle with anger and burnout. So welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. And if someone hasn't heard your story, um, can you just share with us a little bit about how you've healed from destructive anger and um, how you learned to find joy in motherhood? I mean, that's a huge topic, but let's just start with some of the basics of your background and how you learned that you were really struggling with um, anger and what was at the cause, like what was at the root? What was the cause of this? Because us moms, we all every human gets angry, right? And mm. motherhood in particular <laughs> brings out certain sides of us that is maybe surprising to moms. I know it was to me. And then it was like, well, okay, I'm angry about this or I'm frustrated or I'm having a hard day. And everybody says that motherhood's supposed to be joyful. How do I find that joy? How do I cling to joy when I'm really angry and mm. I feel guilty about it? And there's just so much that goes into it. So however you want to go with this, Natalie, take it away. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thanks. So yeah, I can't tell you how many moms I talk to who, when we get on the phone together, they're like, I was never angry until I became a mom. This is really shocking to me. Yep. <laughs> and, and then there's the others, like in my story where I grew up with parents who they expressed anger through, you know, screaming, yelling, slamming doors, that type of thing. And so yeah, there's definitely two two ways to come into this and one either being modeled to you or one just never expecting anything like this um, and having really high expectations about walking into motherhood, which I guess I kind of settled into both worlds there in my life. Um, I knew I was an angry person. I knew I reacted in anger. I thought maybe it was just because that's how I grew up and I have Scottish Irish blood. So this is how we do it. <laughs> right. And my husband married him. He's totally opposite. Um, they avoided conflict. They were quiet. Um, There's more passive aggressiveness. And I'll just give shout out to both sides of our families. They're amazing and have grown and, and are, are very loving and everything now, but definitely struggled when we were kids. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, bringing this into our, our parenthood journey, I definitely was a yeller and a screamer. And, um, you know, it's not a proud moment of mine, but I was definitely, you know, basically abusive to my, my first daughter, who's now 18. Um, I would scream at her, I would belittle her, I would squeeze her arms, um, there'd be little bruises on her arms or, you know, handprints on her butt. I just was uncontrollable in my rage. And it was scary because I didn't know if there was any way to fix it. And I was afraid that if anybody knew what was going on, they would take her away from me. Um, my husband knew how bad it was, but he would try to step in and he would at, at times, but I would just get even more angry when he did. So it was really difficult situation for all of us. Um, fast forward real quick. I, we brought her second, our second kiddo home, her sister. 
And there was a night where she was, Enya was starting an epic tantrum and um, I was nursing and I was just getting so angry and frustrated that she wouldn't go to bed for Mike. And I'm in a room with the door closed and I just scream at the top of my lungs for Enya to just shut up. And Skye, who has nursing, she stops, she looks up at me and she just gives me this horrific face and starts bawling. And I'm like, this has to stop. This isn't okay. And you need help. <laughs> and um, because I didn't think I was helpable, right? I didn't know how to take responsibility for myself in this. I figured it was, you know, I was already set in stone and maybe we could help Anya through this and then everything would be better. If she would listen, if she could just, you know, be okay, then we would be okay. And so we took her to therapy and the therapist observed us and then met with Mike and I alone and told us that Enya was normal for her age and development and that it was me who needed to be in to um, start working with her. And it was a shocker, but at the same time, it was really encouraging to know that somebody was saying there was help, right? And yeah. that really got the ball rolling in my journey. Although... I did leave therapy four years later, still yelling at my kids. Um, I'd learned a lot about myself and family history, which was super helpful, but I hadn't gotten over the patterns and habits of, you know, the triggers that would get me rolling and, and frustrated and angry. And so I would just say after that, it was a journey of personal growth and development that led me to start to recognize different ways to start coping um, with these patterns. It was, there was coaches, there was life coaching school that I went through. There's a lot of things I picked up to start learning how to work through destructive anger, which is what I was dealing with in a healthier way. And I'll mm -hmm. take a real quick second just to say destructive anger versus regular anger. Destructive anger is when we're using it to control our situation um, and hurt somebody else and we're hurting our relationship with someone else. And that can look anything from the loud reactiveness to passive aggressive behavior. So we can have the yelling, screaming, throwing things, belittling, silent treatments, um, walking away without communicating. We can do a lot of different you know, manipulations to try to make ourselves feel better. And it feels productive in the moment. You know, mm -hmm. we feel productive when we're yelling at our kids, but it's destructive. It's hurting that relationship, especially when we don't come back and recover properly and help them work through what happened with our reaction right so one thing I've understood and learned about trauma is yes trauma the act of what's happened to you is is very difficult to wrap our brains around and deal with and it's sad and frustrating and scary but if we don't have a way to work through or someone to help us process the trauma afterwards then we're setting ourselves up for a lot of feelings of not worthy we're not worthy um, you know, why would someone treat us that way? I must not be good enough if someone would treat me that way. So if we're not able to work through these moments where we've been destructive with our kids, we really are telling our kids there's something wrong there, right? That there's something wrong with mm -hmm. them. When in reality, we need to go back and say, hey, you know what? It's okay that I got angry, but it wasn't okay how I reacted and that I yelled at you or I said this to you, right? And so please forgive me for what I did in response to my anger and, and communicate that with our kids. We need to communicate all of the emotions with them and help them understand that we're not always perfect working through them, but 
it's not about them. It's about us and our reactions and we have to grow through those things. Yeah, I like that a lot because that touches on the, just that feeling that, you know, we're alone in this. And just as you're talking, you know, none of us moms are alone in this experience of feeling angry and, you know, Jesus in the Bible, righteous, perfect anger. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so even our perfect example for how to be in the world, Jesus, he got angry. And so I like that you said that that's very practical that as moms, we can come to our kids or our spouse or whoever we've acted, you know, inappropriately with and said, you know, say to them, like the anger is not the problem. It's the way I acted out of that anger. And I really, I agree that the recovery is so, so important for our relationship with our kids. And wouldn't you say that, you know, finding that joy in motherhood and enjoying being with your kids, it is about having that relationship with them. And that's how we enjoy them. And you have to be able to experience all the emotions and be real with somebody to have a genuine connection with them and have it, have a real relationship with them. So wouldn't you say that, you know, yelling is one way we see anger, but the hiding or acting like everything's fine and not communicating with our kids is, is that something that you've noticed as your kids have gotten older that you have to be careful of? Yeah, we don't want to avoid or, or, put those emotions in a box and pretend like they're not there. One of the things I do in coaching is help my moms go through, we go down to the like very basics. What are the five emotions? Well, we've got joy, anger, sadness, fear, and disgust, right? And I, I have them actually go through each in a, in a little like self inventory. Let's go through each emotion. How do you experience this emotion? Do you like how you experience this emotion? What's your response? What physical energy response do you have? Where does it, you know, are you feeling it in your chest? Where are you feeling this, um, this emotion? And so often they're like, that is like one of the most difficult parts of the homework in, in that part of the program. Cause they're like, I've never thought about this before, you know, cause we don't, we really yeah. don't. We think we're we happy don't. or we're angry or we're sad, you know, but mm -hmm. we don't look at all of these and they all work together and they're there to help us stop and move to an action, right? Anger is there to warn us. It's an, it's an alarm going, okay, something's not right. What do I need to do here? And when we learn how to accept and process and grow in our emotional maturity, then we're able to actually experience joy more because we're, we're kind of pulling back the layers and we're, we're processing and no longer are we saying, um, we're, we're not ignoring it. And it's, it's really that place right there where we start to ignore how we're feeling or ignore that there's a problem, that we're diminishing our joy. We're not able to fully experience life if we can't fully experience all of the pieces of our emotional processing um, in a healthier way, even if it comes out unhealthy in moments. You know, I'm certainly not here to tell you that I don't have moments like that I'm perfect. So it's absolutely one of those those moments where we have to learn, you know, how, how do I process this and how do I grow through this so that I can model this to my kids and encourage them and then also find joy in the communication and growth of our relationship as parent and child. 
Yeah, that's so good, Natalie. And it just got me thinking like as an example for, um, you know, moms listening. So an example from my real life that I bet a lot of moms could relate to. And just as you as a life coach yourself, um, you know, what would you say just in a few minutes to encourage the mom that maybe says, okay, I've asked my kid to put on their shoes 10 times or you know, I've asked them to leave the park 10 times and we set the timer and we did all those things and they're not doing it. And I'm super angry about it. I'm feeling that emotion of anger. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, maybe in that moment you catch yourself. Um, but you know, I know you have the trigger tracker that you shared about last year and we'll share it again this, this time and put the link in the show notes, but let's say, you know, your kid's not listening is totally a trigger and you notice that anger. What do you coach your, your moms through, um, when they're bringing that kind of situation to you? Yeah. So in the heat of the moment, what I teach my moms is let's sit and pray. So we stop is the S I inhale, start breathing T we tune in. How are we feeling? Why are we upset? We're validating. Hey, it's totally normal for someone to be frustrated over asking our kids to do something 10 times and they didn't do it. It's normal that I'm angry right now. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing wrong with me feeling this way. You know, we want to accept that emotion and be like, it's okay. Cause many of us have grown up with this idea that it's not okay to feel a negative emotion and that we must move quickly as quickly as possible away from it. But I want you to go, no, it's okay that I'm angry right now. And that way we can stop and kind of evaluate why am I angry and move through a productive series after that instead reaction instead of a, you know, explosive one. And then asking the Lord to help you with moving through that, you know, help me be productive, help me, you know, hear you and slow down and what's the productive way through this. Um, so that's really where I go and, and inhaling that relaxes your entire nervous system. So that helps you kind of start. It's just a reset really. Mm-hmm. And so you're stopping and, and resetting. And then if you did walk through the blow up, you want to walk through the recovery part where you go back and kind of, like I said before, Hey, kiddo, I am sorry. I screamed at you. That wasn't okay. It was okay that I was angry. It wasn't okay that I Um, responding in that way. We want to show our kids, first of all, how we take responsibility for our actions and emotions and reactions, right? And then we can move into, hey, you know, this is why I was upset. What was going on for you? We listen to them. We're engaging. We're communicating. Even if you don't think their reason was good enough, it doesn't matter. Hear them out. And then Mm -hmm. try to work through things after that. Um, And then something else I really want to point out when it comes to kids, even up to like the teenager years, and I have, you know, 18 year old now, I've gone through almost the spectrum. (laughs) I still have adult children coming, but, you know, it's going through all of this. What I've learned over the years and studied is one of the best things you can do as far as your relationship with your kids is study their age and development, their physical development and their, um, you know, what's kind of normal for their age, because a lot of times we think our kids should be doing something um, or we're questioning a behavior of theirs when it's totally normal. Like the therapist told me that one time, she's absolutely normal for her age and development. What you're experiencing with her is what six-year-olds do. (laughs) And it was like, oh, and just knowing that kind of helps take this thought of I've 
created a monster. No, you can't take credit for that. They're sinful human beings too. <laughs> right. So that's so true. Yeah. And you can help grow them. You can help them mature in their emotional, emotional and, and just, you know, overall the human in their growth, you get to do that, but you have to start with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really helpful. And just one little tip uh, or tidbit of information I learned recently, a couple of years ago, your hearing doesn't fully develop till you're somewhere around age 15. So that's one reason why we look at our six or seven year old and we're like, I just told you 10 times to do something. Why aren't you listening? It's not necessarily uh, that they're trying to ignore you because there's times it's like, if they're motivated, they hear you, right? Yes. <laughs> For sure. Talk but about even ha- then sometimes. Halloween candy. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> and and so we'll look at those and we'll just totally base our, our thoughts of they're not listening to me unless they want to, you know? And it's like, well, there really is some reasoning that has to take place that's not quite developed yet. So when it's not something they want to do, they may not hear it and fully implement what you're telling them to do. So there is that. (laughs) That, yeah, that's good. I feel like that's super practical. And I know that moms listen to this podcast for one of the reasons I think is because of the practical, because we need those practical tidbits. I didn't actually know that age. I I had heard something about their hearing not being great when they're little, but I didn't know it was 15. That's a lot older than I thought. So thanks, Natalie. That's really good. (laughs) Reasoning really starts to develop develop in the older teenager years, you know, the the ability to reason and and understand things. And, And even I've, I've heard up until the early 20s, um, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not really fully settled. So yeah, it's important to recognize. Um, and it kind of takes the pressure off you feeling like you're doing something wrong with your kids. They're just, they're growing normally in most cases. Right. Yeah, that's so good. And just to validate moms listening and encourage them, just could you end with, you know, just how you've seen your motherhood transform, like just to give moms hope that even if they're struggling with intense anger and just the reactions that they don't want to have. And St. Paul talks about doing the things he doesn't want to do and not doing the things he does want to do. And, you know, Mm -hmm. the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm -hmm. Could you just encourage the moms listening? Just let them know that there's hope and that you're a testament to that. Absolutely. Your motherhood journey is not going to be perfect, but it can be beautiful. And it's going to be messy and we should expect messy, not perfection. Stop looking at other moms and thinking, how come I don't mom like they do, right? How come my kids don't do what their kids do? Look at you, take a big, take a big um, step back and take responsibility for your motherhood and take responsibility for your growth and communication with your kids. And like, you know, you heard that part of where me and Enya are, are yelling at each other when she's two years old. Um, at that point, there's no way ever did I ever experience or ever expect to have an 18 year old who could process in a healthy way because of where I was at at my age with with her, right? And today, Enya's, oh, she's not perfect, but she's so amazing. Like I just, she's going to college this next year and she's ready. And I'm so excited for her because she's such a great kid and she, her emotional processing and maturity um, where she is for 18 just blows my mind. And I, I know that the Lord has been faithful and restoring and recovering that relationship with me and her. And she trusts me 
And it's just, yeah, I could go on and on. I'm, I'm so blessed by what the Lord has done through my commitment to walk with him and trust him through the process, trust him through the difficult years and, and just watch that beautiful relationship between us grow. And it's never too late. I don't care if your kid's already 18. You're like, I'm at the end of my, my motherhood journey and or leaving, you know, you're never right at the end when you have kids, but I'm yeah, pushing totally. them out in the world. And I feel like I, I needed all of this 18 years ago. How do I recover this? And it just starts by saying, Hey kiddo, I made mistakes and I probably hurt you. And I'm really sorry. And she knows this too. I've told her this and she knows the story of, of the things she experienced with me as a young child. And I say, you know, if anything ever comes up where you're feeling like I need to, you need to talk through something or you're feeling held back or you need me to apologize or work through something, come to me. I'm hundred percent open to taking that responsibility and helping you in any way I can grow through that. That's such good advice, Natalie. Thank you for just your encouragement and your wisdom and just sharing how you've grown as a mom, because, you know, as a newer mom, you know, my oldest is five. And so just hearing from you, and I know the mom's listening too, it's just so encouraging. And, and the practical advice you gave, I really appreciate that. So I kind of alluded to this a little bit. We're going to link to everything in the show notes, but could you just really quickly, um, before we close, just share what the trigger tracker is that we're going to share with all the listeners in the show notes? Yeah, trigger tracker is a great way to just sit down and kind of process through something that's happened that maybe you exploded, maybe you're sad, you're feeling big emotions over. Sit down and work through that. Um, it's it's us taking time to tune in and kind of reflect, you know, instead of just walking through our day like a steamroller, let's slow down and go, what's really going on and why am I reacting this way? And that just is a, a PDF, free PDF you can print out it'll ask you questions on to help you kind of process through some of those big emotions and set you up to start thinking about how you want to productively work through this scenario if it happens again. So good. Thank you, Natalie. I really appreciate you coming on again and being here and encouraging all the moms and me too. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you for your time. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Thanks for listening to Mom's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, friend. I'm so grateful for you. Let's connect on my email list. Go to bit.ly forward slash monthly happy mail and we can be email besties. What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Have a joy-filled day. Bye for now. Bye for now.